Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. DJ Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. I am so excited to finally have a real show review for you guys this week. I could not be freaking happier at the fact shows are back and things are finally, finally getting back to normal over after over like a freaking year. Like, what has it been? Like 15 months or whatever? I don't know. It was getting rough there for a while. I honestly never thought we would get back to normal, but then it happened like super quick and I was like, okay, wait, like, hold on. (laughs) But um, my first show was at DNA Lounge in San Francisco to see Monks. What a great way to get back into it with some wonky rhythm shit. I legit have been preparing for shows the last couple months. (laughs) and like I've like actually been like going to the gym and stuff and like not to get all like you know for my looks and stuff but like literally just so that I can get back into shape for festivals because you know how it is at festivals you go to a festival and you literally walk like 10 freaking miles a day gotta be ready for that (laughs) and especially after all that time just being idle this last year you know gotta get back into it so I literally have been preparing for for this day. So to start with the review, I just have to say that the vibe and energy was freaking unmatched. Oh my gosh. It felt so good to be back. I was legit crying. And like, I know that sounds dramatic and stuff, but like live shows are just such a big part of my life. And they're a big part of this podcast also. And it's kind of what I built this podcast on, was like going to shows and then talking about it. So to start, we got there as the first opener was playing, which was a DJ called, uh, I'm sorry if I butcher this, but I'm assuming it's Juggernaut. I haven't heard of him, but goddamn, he was so freaking good. Like, I was not expecting that. He had such a heavy set And what made it even better was his energy. That's what got me hooked. His energy on stage and like his stage presence was amazing. And he was just so thrilled to be there. Just like pure bliss was just like on his face. Like you can just see it. He just had a very, very good energy. And then his set was amazing also. Everyone was freaking going ham to his set. And then also everyone else in the venue was just so freaking thrilled to be there. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't even really describe how it felt, but after like longing for a live show for so long, it was just such a good feeling. Like, I just felt at home again. So Juggernaut was very, very good. He played a lot of new songs that he said he had just released, which I really do need to go back and listen to him because like I said, I haven't heard of him before. That was my first time seeing him. Um, And he was like saying like, oh, I just released a song. So that's how I know these were his new songs. So yeah, (laughs) 
So I definitely recommend everyone check him out. Um, he was really cool. Um, I just started following him on Instagram. And yeah, go check him out. Juggernaut. And that's J-O-O-G-O-R-N-O-T. Because I was spelling it completely different than that and was not able to find him. So that's how you spell it if you're interested. I highly recommend. So there was another opener after him, which I do not remember his name. I couldn't figure out his logo. It was just like weird looking and I couldn't find him on Instagram or anything. I couldn't find any of his information on Instagram, like on like vitals page or anything. So I feel bad because I don't know who he was. I mean, he was good, but like he played more of like chiller slash like low tempo dubstep slash rhythm. Like, especially like compared to Juggernaut, who was the first opener, he freaking like went ham and was throwing down like heavy bass, rhythm, dubstep, all the above. And then the second guy was just kind of, he kind of took it down a notch. So, eh. I mean, I mean, he wasn't bad, but like, it was definitely a change of pace during the night. And I don't know. I wasn't really that impressed though. Not much to talk about for that one. So then after him was the main event, Monks. I have not seen Monks before, so I was really happy to finally have seen him. And like, I've been listening to his music for a really long time, um, but just never have, I've never seen him live. And like, I've been to festivals and like events where he was playing, but like, I don't know. I just never was able to see him, but he was freaking so good. And he just played like the wonkiest and heaviest rhythm and everyone was going ham I was going ham oh my gosh what a great night Monks was so good and he had such good energy as well and he was enjoying being up there just as much as we were enjoying watching him he played all of his bangers and all over was just a really really good set seeing him was such a good first show back like I'm so glad I went I am so excited for more. I, oh, I like crave it now, you know, after not having it for a long time. Like now I'm like, oh, I need more. <laughs> um, I know Ghastly will be coming to Temple this weekend in San Francisco, but I won't be in town for that one, unfortunately. And I'm pretty bummed about that because I really like Ghastly. But if you are in town for that, I definitely recommend going to see him. I think he's playing on like Saturday or something. I don't know, but it's like Temple SF. Uh, and then Temple in general, Temple has a pretty stacked July schedule. Like once San Francisco was like, okay, we're opening like Temple and like Vital Events and um, 1015 Folsom, they have just been like, boom, boom, boom. Here's an artist. Here's an artist. Like, here you go. And they were just like, pumping them out, man. Oh my gosh. So like Temple has Cray coming later at the end of July. Uh, I'll definitely be at that one. You know, I wouldn't miss my girl Cray. And then DNA Lounge also has a very, very stacked schedule. Like I said, just, they've just been pumping them out, man. So for DNA Lounge, we have Riot 10 coming, Peekaboo, Boogie T, and Dirt Monkey coming in the next like couple months. Oh, I almost forgot. 
they announced the Toxic Summer lineup at the end of Monks. So Toxic Summer is like Vital's like summer festival because they have like Wobbleland and like winter and then they have like Toxic Summer obviously is in the summer. Yeah, so <laughs> they announced that at the end of Monks and oh my gosh, this Toxic Summer lineup is freaking stacked. They have Kaiwachi back-to-back Sullivan King like... <gasps> Oh my God, that is like a match made in heaven. And we all know they're like a best freaking friends. So that has to be like a really good set. Kind of bummed I won't be able to see it, but who knows? Who knows? Because the Lost Lands lineup has not come out yet. So who knows what's going to be on there? And I know Excision is going to pull out all the big guns for this one. I just freaking know it. Um, Rumor has it that the Lost Lands lineup is going to be announced at the Reunion Festival, which I believe is in the next week. So we should hopefully be getting our Lost Lands lineup soon. Again, that is just rumors. Not entirely sure if that's true, but kind of makes sense. But I know like Excision was saying like he doesn't want to release it until he knows like the people that he wants on the lineup are able to get like their like visas for the United States. Cause you know, I'm sure he's going to have like, you know, the UK dubstep people like, you know, Dr. P and stuff like that come again, like last or not last year, 2019. So, you know, you got to wait for stuff like that. So yeah, rumor has it Lost Lands lineup will be announced at reunion. So I guess we will just wait and see. We'll find out together. That's all I know about that. Sorry, that was like a rant. But going back to Toxic Summer, I unfortunately won't be able to go to that one because it's in September and I'll be at Imagine Music Festival in Georgia at that time. But if you are in the Bay or near the Bay Area, I definitely recommend Toxic Summer. It's a really good lineup. I really like Vital. I highly recommend it. And I think everyone should support them, especially if you are, I don't know. I don't know. I just think they're a good company. Like, they just always are doing better. And that's another thing that I like about them is, like, they're always doing better. And, like, how I was, you know, like, with Wobbleland, like, they significantly improved, like, from the first year I went versus, like, the second year. And it was, like, obvious that they, uh, like, improved. So that's something I really like about them. Anyway, I was kind of off topic there, but... (laughs) There are so many artists that are announcing shows and have been playing shows already. It's just like so freaking crazy. Everyone is just so eager to get their lives back to normal. And like this last weekend, oh my gosh, this last weekend, 4th of July weekend, there were two major events that were going down in Vegas. I had such FOMO. Oh my gosh. Like I really wanted to go see Excision, but it just wasn't plausible. And like I low-key forgot like the 4th of July was like a thing. So by the time I, like, realized, like, oh, it's a holiday, like, blah, 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 it was, like, too late to, like, plan anything. (laughs) I just, I don't know these days, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, not only was Excision in Vegas, but also Elenium's Trilogy event was also this last weekend. So Excision with his two-day event, freaking stacked lineup, like a mini Lost Lands and then Elenium's Trilogy event, which was at, like, the, I think it was at, like, the new, like, Raiders Stadium. I don't know the, like, actual name of it, but 
It was at that stadium. And I'm pretty sure he sold it out. I personally am not the biggest fan of him. And it, like, still kind of bothers me that he didn't really do much interaction with, like, his fans throughout the whole pandemic. Like, I get it if he just wanted to, like, take a break and, like, write music. Like, good for him. You can do whatever the heck you want. But I don't know. I don't know. Even Gammer, who was like, I'm not doing shit. Like, I need to take a break. He still ended up doing something. So, I don't know. I think it's just a little weird. But, like, whatever. You know, he can live his life. He can do whatever he wants. And, like, I get it. You need a break. Especially if you're, like, a touring DJ. Like, you're never idle for very long. So, I definitely get it. But, I mean, he could have at least done, like, some sort of, like, live stream from his house. Like, Griffin did that, too. Like, almost... Almost everyone did that. So, I don't know. Even Alice in Wonderland did something. And Dylan Francis. Anyway, I'm just kind of going on a rant there. But whatever, you know. He can take a break. And, like, you know, he has such a cult following. Like, he doesn't even really have to worry about, like, losing his fans or anything. So, whatever. Oh, and then I almost forgot. Day Trip Music Festival was this weekend also, which I believe Day Trip was the first Insomniac Festival in California since the pandemic. Um, I know Insomniac has been like throwing festivals in like other states, but I'm pretty sure this was the first California one. I can't get over all the drama that happened with that one. So like they had to change venues literally the day before, like the day before the event. Like, I couldn't even imagine what a headache that must have been for them. So, Day Trip was supposed to be at some new fancy, like, venue in LA. And I guess at, like, the last minute, they were like, oh, you need, like, a specific license or something. And they basically were just, like, not going to let Insomniac host the event there. But, damn. Insomniac, I personally think, went above and beyond for the inconvenience that changing the venue caused. They, so... They refunded every ticket holder automatically. Like, you didn't even have to request it. Anyone that had bought in a ticket, you were automatically refunded for it. And the ticket was still going to be valid for the venue change, which the venue changed. They ended up hosting it at uh, the NOS Event Center, which is in, like, Riverside area slash, like, San Bernardino, I think. Somewhere in that area. Um... So yeah, if you still wanted to go, even after the venue change, your ticket was still valid, plus you still got your money back. So it was basically like a free show. And then they also told people that they were going to send out a form so that they can refund people for their flights and hotels slash Airbnbs because of the last minute change. And to add a cherry on top, they are also giving everyone a free ticket to any Insomniac event that's not sold out. So basically you can't go to EDC, but you can go to anything else. So that was like, they did not have to do that. Like they were already doing like a lot. And then this was just like the cherry on top to like, wow. Just, they went above and beyond in my opinion. Like, yeah, they just really didn't have to do that. Cause like, if you think about it, like a lot of, a lot of other companies would not do something like that. But they freaking did it. And, like, I know, like, Insomniac is, like, partially owned by, like, Live Nation and, like, Ticketmaster. But, like, Live Nation and Ticketmaster, I don't even think they were actually, like, 
I don't even think they were offering refunds for tickets. Maybe they were at the beginning, but I think they ended up, like, changing their, like, refund policy, like, mid-pandemic. And, yeah, I don't think they were even offering refunds. But, yeah, Insomniac just went above and beyond. So, that was kind of crazy. Was not expecting that. Alrighty, everyone. I know I kind of went on, like, a tangent about, like, random stuff there, but I guess I just had a lot to talk about. (laughs) So, I hope you enjoyed this show review and my little rant. I do have plans to watch the Keizo documentary and the documentary Underplayed, which is about women in the EDM industry. Um, And I, yeah, I'm planning on doing episodes about those two documentaries. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch them, but I promise those are coming. I started watching the underplayed one and I was just getting like, I don't know. I have like a strong opinion about like women in the music industry because like I've experienced it firsthand. So I like understand and I just get very (laughs) passionate about that topic. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.